Good evening, November Foxtrot. How are we doing? How do? Before anyone says anything, we are running a bit late. We're aware of that. Apologies. Um, basically, long story short, uh, Andy has somehow hurt himself getting out of a soft bed. Um, so he's unable to make tonight's show. Um, there was a little bit last minute confusion about whether tonight's episode would be going ahead or not. Um, but we're here. We didn't want to let you guys down. We're here. We're ready. It's all good. Where's the chat? There it is. How you doing, Lance? I'm all right, mate. I'm just, uh, here we go. We weren't too bad. I mean, it's two past eight on my phone. Yeah, it's not too Let's bad. Let's be honest. It's been, we've had, it's been worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I turned my phone off. Let me know we're live. Yes, sir. Uh, hi, Kieran. Hi, Rage. Ab- hi, Kenny. Hi, Danny. Apologies for my absence last week, chaps. It was a bit under the weather. So I'm feeling a lot well, better you, now. You had COVID, so it was quite a severe bit under the yeah, weather. Good. It's not... All good now. It's quite, it, it was quite good, well timed, though. At least I had it over, through the weekend, so I was able to um, uh, finish my work, working week out. So, but yeah. yeah. And then we, was on, we were stood down Friday night because of the bloody strike actions. Thanks for that, guys. Um, Everyone's all struggling. Luckily enough, I've got a Friday they? night out, but it's Saturday, Sunday. I mean, I'll test it clear on Monday. So. Woo! Yeah. I dodged it. I thought it was a superhero and I'd never catch it. Nearly three years of dodging it. My <laughs> whole family's had it. Um, sadly, yeah, caught up with me in the end. Yeah. Hi, Danny. Hi, Les. Thanks for joining. Um, so, tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about sleeping bags, DOS bags, baby bags. Uh, general sleep systems, pillows, maybe a okay. little blankets as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start off any any pew pew news. Uh, no pew pew news for me as such. Um, oh, actually no, there was some. But now see, I've left my notes at home in the loft. Yeah, the other reason I'm not in the house tonight is because it's 38 degrees in the loft. <laughs> so I'm not going to be sitting up there. I went up there earlier to talk. The bits out because I was hoping to do a, a oh yeah, pew, pew, I suppose this counts. And so there's a boot fair this coming back holiday Monday at Drivewood Airsoft. If anyone's interested, there's a walk on day and a boot sale going on there. Airsoft kit, guns, bits and bobs like that. Any surplus kit you, you want to get rid of. Um, so I'm hoping to be down there on Monday to do a little stall with some bits and bobs of mine. Um, but I am working. And you'll have your uh, you'll have your t-shirts. So you'll be clearly I identifiable. Yeah, if, if I can get down there, because I am I am working Sunday night, um, so it's a bit of a long blockade job we've got this weekend. So I'll hopefully be down there. Um, I know I know Dan from Punishers is going down there. He's got a load of kits sell. He's moving house, so he's uh, he's lightening the load a little bit when he moves. So I know he'll be down there selling his wares. So yeah, if you guys can get down there, I'll get down there. It'd be good to see you. you find us. I'll have some stickers on me, as ever. Yeah. No photo stickers out there ready. Uh, I can't unfortunately make it because I'm hoping to get to the military odyssey at the Jetling Showground on Monday myself um, in Kent. So that's really oh, that's pretty much opposite APOC, isn't it? The Jetling Showground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, oh. it's the one closer to that cafe. <laughs> I remember that. I but, think that's the area I first pulled into, thinking that I was at APOC when I ever first ever went yeah. there. Wow, so these mean, fields are amazing. Yeah. Like, what, 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 do all the buildings pop up out of the ground, do they? Yeah. <laughs> and then some geezer come out and said, no, mate, down the road with a car sales places. I was like, ah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very Yes, yeah, so, I mean, like, we normally try and get to War and Peace, but um, War and Peace show wasn't on this year, the War and Peace revival at the Hop Farm in Kent. Um, so I'm hoping That's to get down to the military odyssey. 
Um, I think that one spans a lot more years of military history. So you've got sort of Romans walking around with World War One soldiers and World War Two up to modern day. So uh, that should nice. be interesting. So if anyone's there on Monday, uh, hopefully I shall see you there. Um, by all means, come up and say hello uh, if you want to. If not, I won't be bothered. <laughs> it's not. I don't want to get upset by it. Um, Couldn't give a toss either way. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um some other news, uh, frontline events uh, following on from last week have uh, launched Operation Barras as an event. Um, so if you're interested, go and check them out. Uh, I think Dan's actually in the chat. Hey up, guys. Frontline events li- uh, limited. Yeah, yeah, that's not, Hi, Dan. Apologies to Dan. I didn't get to speak to you or meet you last week, mate. I was um, yeah, I was p- pretty pickled, I must admit. But I will catch up with you, bud. Because I, 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 I did listen back on the episode I missed. And uh, very, very entertaining. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So I'd, I'd like to hear a lot more about Frontline and bits of Bobs and maybe even get to an event. I sort of regret selling my, selling my Alice pack now for my Vietnam loadout. But uh, <laughs> fresh meat purchased that of me. He's still got to come pick it up. Still sitting at home. Yeah. COVID free, I'll have you know. <laughs> Dan says, no, no, it's fine. I see where I stand, Lance. James Sees talks about the uh, de- the, the um, War and Peace show like Thunderbirds. It's all underground and then it just pops up. <laughs> That'd be cool. Or pops in because they've got trenches sometimes they dig as well, don't they? That'd be cool if like if you had a site that was like mechanized, we go, right, we're gonna do trenches. Dan, maybe this is something for you with your uh, different like reenactments. Yeah. You could have like trench systems just form in the ground, that'd be amazing. <laughs> well, um uh, so hi James, hi uh, Mark, I've got Harry, Steve. Uh, Ray says Mike, what the fuck have you got around your neck? Uh, this is the BC oh, boy calling sausage. scarf. It's a slimy sausage. It's got like a um, silicon gel type thing in there, so it's not slime, always a slime on tube. the outside. I tell you what, I've over, I've definitely overwatered it tonight because it's proper solid as a tube. Um, but basically, just kind of releases a constant amount of water. It's like very slow evaporation. Basically, it helps cool you down. Um, it's a cooling cravat. It's a cooling cravat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cooling scarf for the distinguished gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> for the gentleman in your life. Yeah. Um, well, some other news I was going to mention as well. Uh, obviously, we're at uh, NAE, uh, National Airsoft Festival, NAF, whatever you call it, uh, this weekend. So Andy and I will be there. Um, we've got a few Hopefully little bits and pieces. Well, yeah. Although I did message him earlier to check if he's still going. I think he says he's going to be going hell or high water. So yeah, Andy might Mike, just be laying be down Andy on the ground. From, um... <laughs> It'd be like Lou and Andy from Little Britain, wouldn't it? Just be pushing around the wheelchair. Andy, we're at NAE. Yeah, no. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Um. So if you feel free to come over and say hello to us. Um, we're going to have... Well, I'm going to be going into the game zone. I think Andy's going to be camping out uh, just for the weekend. So um, I've got a three-kilo bag of lollipops to give out to people if you're there. Um, come and get a lollipop. Um, we've also got some little flyers, and we'll have t-shirts and bits and pieces that you we, we're not giving those out, unfortunately. But you'll be able to identify us when we're there. Tranja. Uh, um, Always we'll in the truck. They never leave the truck. This now, Rage. <laughs> My man. Um, we've also got some odd bits and pieces to give away as well. So um, Dale very kindly donated a pump action shotgun to us. Um, we've got a couple other bits and pieces that we sort of just stockpiled between the three of us that we've got as like little give outs and bits and pieces as well. So we're going to be doing that. Um, so again, feel free to come say hello. Cool to see you. Uh, Danny says, Mike, what the actual fuck? And you have the cheek. 
Is this Croydon Hammond? Yeah. You, I, you just, just nod and agree with him. What the actual fuck? You have the cheek, Mike. Yeah, I've got to nod, though. I don't know what that means. I don't know what he's talking about. Could be. Um, it could mean anything. Danny, let me know. I don't want to upset you. <laughs> we, need to, we need to Urban Dictionary that. Yeah. Ray says that's the most dodgy thing anyone has said uh, since Jimmy Savile. Mike, I have a big bag of lollipops. I do have a big bag of lollipops. Give me two seconds. I'll show you what three kilos of lollipops look like. That's three kilos of lollipops? It is. I went to the cash and carry. Um, for those on the podcast, I this, Mike holds up three kilos of lollipops. <laughs> Can you hear it? <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> oh, AI 500. Danny said AI 500. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. What happened? What happened? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing that we're not allowed to talk about from AI oh, 500 about like, Danny. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good. This is good <laughs> podcast content. Um, right, so I think that was all the news. I can't really think of anything content, more. Talking about stuff that we can't tell anyone else. I about. know. Um, we've obviously got our 100th episode coming up as well. Uh, we are episode 91, so you've got nine weeks to go. And so we've got our big reveal um, of our episode. Uh, we've got loads of bits and pieces planned for that, which is very exciting. Um, there's a few bits and pieces we haven't got planned, which is less exciting because they're quite fundamental to the running of the show. Yeah, uh, but we do honest, also every have. Time we do, every time we do a special, it usually does go tits up. So break <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, we do put a lot of effort into planning. But it... <laughs> yeah. um, it usually goes tits up. We've also got our competitions as well running. So um, we've got various bits of marketing I've been putting out on the socials. So we obviously have our DIY plate carrier oh, competition. Okay. We've got our DIY plate carrier competition and our. Uh, raffle as well so if you'd like to donate some money to the rbli there's the raffle running on uh all the details for the raffle are on our website and all the details for the plate carrier competition are on our socials so there you go um ray says now you just need some puppies mike and you'll have a complete child snatcher kit <laughs> yeah the child snatcher was definitely the creepiest part of um i think my childhood from that uh was it chitty chitty bang bang with the like he had the weird greasy hair and stuff so yeah and uh, Marky Mark says, could be a meme there. Awesome, thank you very much. Um, I don't know where Lance has just gone. He's just dived off the chat. So this is all going very well. Uh, we're going to be talking tonight about sleeping bags and the like. So uh, I will wait until Lance comes back. Uh, in the meantime, there was a couple comments came in. I think, oh, here we go. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, we had a comment from... Yeah. Really enjoying this. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a comment. Harry said it's 36 degrees by the beach here. I don't oh, think you can really Harry? complain, Harry, because you're by the beach. So, Is he on Holly Bobs or is he down the coast over here? Because it's I'm bloody sure. warm over here still. He did, he did put a very nice photo uh, of himself on the um, on the chat earlier. Of himself? No, not of himself. Well, of him, on, like, wherever he is on the beach. <laughs> in, um, in, little, in little budgie smugglers. <laughs> Uh, I can't find the comment I was going to put up. Uh, somebody had mentioned that they bought something. I'm trying to find. Oh, there we go. Kenny says just ordered a WE XM177. Oh, 177 armor light. Is that the AR15 uh, green zone sort of platform, isn't it? XM177. I have no idea. 
Iraq War, well, well, Iraq World War Two, <laughs> Iraq War Two. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Is that is that AR fifteen? sort of platform. Yeah. It's got a very small rear stock, isn't it? Very shoulder free. Well, the one I'm looking at's got like the the classic like pull out um, collapsible stock type thing, and then it's obviously got the rounded handguard on it as well, which looks quite nice. Yeah, nice. Very bit. very op Barris, I would say, except for the extended stock. I think they were fixed stocks in those. But yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if that Sass had um, a carbine sort of type ones when they did their bit. I'm not sure. I'll be honest with you. I'm only really just learning about really. Op actually, do you know what? It's funny that because I watched a really good documentary about that a few months ago now, so I'm not too afraid with the details. But it was, um, yeah, it's worth, definitely worth a watch on it. There's a, there's a couple of documentaries, um, and I think a few of them actually do interview a few of the ex um, regiment boys about it. It's um, definitely worth a watch. Nasty bits of work, those. Um, is it the West Side Boys, wasn't it? I think it's sure. called the West. I'm sure, I'm sure the gang were called the West. I'm sure it's called the West Side Boys. Um, yeah, a particularly nasty bunch of chaps. Hmm. There we go. Uh, Harry says he's in Spain by the castle that was used in Game of Thrones. Ooh. Nice. Well, Harry, yeah. you could have saved yourself the effort and just got into Lance's loft and it would have been two degrees warmer. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> I have no castles up there. I could have knocked someone get a Lego. But, um, yeah. Oh, he's in Pen Penascola. I've been to Penascola. Oh, penis cola. Nice. Penis cola. That's why I remember it. <laughs> um, yeah, Dan says, I, that's them, part of the RUF. Yeah, nice. Uh, James C says, is it Op Barris you're talking about? It is. And Defiant says, the XM177 equals the Vietnam prelude to the CAR15. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Very nice. Cool. Sir. Right, well, should we start talking about sleeping bags? Yes. I want to talk about more about the 177. It's a bit like the Cobb Commando. Oh, you're more, more than welcome to. Sorry, no. <laughs> I, I don't know a lot about it, so you're going to have it's probably a one sided conversation. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, it looks pretty. <laughs> oh, you're shiny. <laughs> Sleeping bags. Uh, apparently, James C says uh, if so, then it was the first operational use of the C8 carbine by the regiment and the end of the SA80 A1. C8 carbine? What is it a Dimaco from Cole? They did the C8, the C7, something else as well. Well, we really put our uh, nerd heads on now, couldn't we? Mike's just like, anyhow, back to sleeping bags. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, Kieran says, uh, fun fact about Op Barris, if my dad stayed in the army, he would have likely been one of the soldiers rescued. It's quite interesting. Ooh. Don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that he left then, is it? I'm guessing it's a good thing he left when he did. Yeah, good mm. hell. I think uh, one of the, I, says yeah, I think sure one of the docs was one of the um I think one of the troops who was captured, I think he drew a detailed map on um and he managed to get it out to the regiment or but they did a hostage release as a, as a show of um of a gesture of goodwill sort of thing. So two soldiers or three soldiers got released. Or a journalist and a soldier got released, and he managed to. He actually gave. He actually, whilst he was in the encampment, the west side was. He actually drew a real detailed uh, aerial view of like, all the buildings, uh, who was staying where, where the guys were kept, where other hostages were kept, and it, it actually it made a massively, hugely helpful, beneficial to the to uh, to the regiment for planning their op and obviously locating where guys and that were. So that was a um, yeah, fair play to oh, the, okay. Fair play to the lad who done that. Hmm. 
Uh, Kenny says the captain. Captain. Oh, the captain that drew the map, was it? Oh, yeah, like I said, mate, I, I watched this documentary months and months ago now. But, um, yeah, it's very good. It was good. Uh, Ryan says, to my knowledge, hi Ryan, by the way, uh, to my knowledge, the Reg uh, had CAR-15s before the C8 from DiMarco. Uh, and my best mate's dad did part of the recce for Op Barris. Wicked. Cool. Mike, your um, kettle's boiling again, by the way. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Shouldn't be. That's better. Ah, uh, no, hang on. Here we go. There oh, have go. you got the old mic on? Oh. oh, it's gone to the webcam one because the webcam oh, is stupid settings. Now you sound incredible. Hi, welcome to November Foxtrot. I apologise for the poor audio up until now. Welcome to Jeff. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks that it took that long for anyone to tell me. Um, cool. Hey, you can always count on our audience. Yeah, I know. How do you get any incredibly dark around here now? I'm just looking at myself thinking, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James C says, correct, he was showing us proof of life, did the detailed map, shared it with his CO hidden in a pen lid when they shook hands. Cool. Amazing. True British sort of ingenuity, isn't it? I know what I'll do. I'll hide the map in a pen lid and shake hands with the old OC. There we go, sir. <laughs> Good stuff. Kenny says, kettle fleshlight under the desk. <laughs> <laughs> fleshlight. <laughs> I don't think it'd be the kettle that we'll, we'll be hearing whistling Ken if it was a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, anyway, let's talk about sleeping bags. So um, there's two facets to this. Is obviously those that have kind of never airsofted, never milsimmed, um, to what extent you refer to it as milsim before. And we'll obviously talk about um, that as like a starting out kit. And then we're going to go into what we tend to use now ourselves, um, and talk about kind of the more uh, experienced um, kit that you might pick up over time, basically. Um, so, Lance, do you want to talk about the the basic stuff? We we had a bit of a chat about this uh, earlier in the week to discuss kind of what our thoughts would be for a, a player starting out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's get I mean, off the back. Let's start. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with um, surplus sleeping bags or anything like that because I've got a tour for even myself. Still use them now. Wicked bits of kit, absolutely. Um, the only thing you obviously would need to get, I didn't do my flask lid up. Oh. Water's cooling down. Um, the only thing there is to consider, obviously, is that the, the, the insulation properties or you know how good it is might be a little bit lacking as to when it was brand new. You know, however, you're not you're not you're not scaling Everest. You're not going to be spending weeks on end in minus sub zero conditions. You're going to wait for the weekend with the lads for a bit of shooty shooty bang bang. Um, but obviously, that being said, you know you, you do need to remain warm. Um, it, it does need to protect you. It needs to offer that layer of insulation, um, that, air, that layer of comfort. Um, and then on comfort as well, you know, everyone's different. You know, although a sleeping bag might say, yeah, this is comfortable down to minus five, you it, it, it might you might still be freezing your nuts off in it. You know, everyone, everybody's different. You know, I mean, for me personally, I mean, let's, we'll go on to that in a bit, our own kits and that. But yeah, I mean, from, from off the bat, I'd, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a, with a surplus sleeping bag, whether it's a British Army medium weight modular system one, or you get the Arctic DOS bow, or you go the big green old school 58 pattern bouncing bomb. You know, it, it, the older you go, the bigger they get. You know, they still they still keep you warm, but they do get bigger. You know, the older they are, obviously you, you get more modern stuff, they're more synthetic materials. You know, the, the, the insulation properties are all there still, but they can pack down smaller. Um, 
personally for me i like the modular system where you can have a, like a like a three slash four season bag that you can add like a woobie two or a jungle blanket to add another layer of insulation and they'll sort of like add and remove as and when depending on the type of time of year you're out or, or the season or you know it's good to have that option there we go this isn't yep. uh this, this episode isn't an advert for prepper shop but prepper shop currently do have uh two of the british army modular combat sleeping systems in stock at yep. 46 pounds if anyone's interested and you can use the code nofo10 um to get yourself 10 percent off that as well yep and i believe they've still got the dutch thermarest uh self-inflating roll mats as well or inflatable roll mats which are very very good very hard wearing i've got one myself which i use um Oh, sorry, messages coming in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's 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 a it's an important bit of kit to get to get it right, get it squared away. You know, mm -hmm. you can't go wrong with them. I, I'd certainly steer clear of anything that's like a very basics um, sleeping bag. You know, if you're going to and again, it harks back to you know, if you can try and go to a summer event for your first one. And then that way you haven't, you haven't really got to have like an. Not running, running the risk of freezing your bollocks off. Exactly, exactly that, mate. Exactly <laughs> or or that, not, you know? not freezing them off if you if you're uh, a lady. But yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Being cold in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it harks back to obviously yeah. Try and get yourself to a summer event for your first one if you can. You don't have to, but it's, it obviously helps because you, you haven't got to have as much kit for a summer event um, as in like personal protective kit, as in like your winter layers and things like that. Um, and obviously that, that, that goes along with the sleeping bag. You know, you could, I mean, if it's that warm, some of the events I've been to this year, you know, you could essentially just chuck a smock jacket over you and just hunker down on the floor and get a perfectly good night's sleep. It's perfectly. That, that SEO event we did over here, I literally had my jungle blanket and a, and a half Z mat in a 60 litre patrol pack. That was my sleep system for the weekend. And I was more than comfortable on that, which was all good. Um, but yeah, nothing wrong with um, surplus kit. You know, you can use civvy bags as well. You know, you can get yourself to millets. Um, a, a, a massive variety of, um, of of sleeping bags available. You know, almost to the point where it's too much. There's too much choice. There's too many options. You know, you've you've got to find out what's comfortable for you. I mean, the best thing to be to, if you're trying it out first time is borrow a bag. Just borrow someone's sleeping bag or borrow a DOS bag or use you use one that you might have had for family camping. And if that works for you in that situation, and you don't want to ruin it for or meal sims and things like that, get yourself one that's got similar properties to it. You know, and you know, well, this worked for me doing that. You know, so it's going to work for me doing this. So perfect. Hmm. I mean, in in terms of bags themselves, um, obviously you can get the X surplus ones or surplus ones, X military ones. Um, Snug Pack's always a good brand. Um, yeah, of sort of uh, choices that you can use. So um, the one that I've I've sort of previously owned uh, was the Snug Pack Base Camp Sleeper Extreme. Um, mm -hmm. My theory was. Ultimately, if you get the sleeping bag that will go down to a ridiculously low temperature, you can always stick an arm or a leg out if you get too hot. Um, I generally tend to use my sleeping bag less as an actual bag and more as a duvet quilt type system. Um, with a lot of sleeping bags, you generally tend to find that when you're laying on the ground, you're obviously compressing the insulation that's under you. So in that instance, your roll mat and your sort of bivy bag or, or tent or whatever you're sleeping in sort of tends to provide the uh the better base insulation for you so i would yep. always opt for making sure obviously you've got a decent uh underlay sort of the basic foam ground mats while they're okay are really not that good 
uh, mm. in terms of sort of general insulation. I mean, you can get one for like four or five pounds. It, yeah. It's almost. I mean, you can you can get by on it. You know, it's it's yeah. not like you're spending weeks out there. You know, you do want to as comfortable a night's sleep as possible. But you've got you've got to weigh it off then with um with your, the packability. You know how quickly you can get it packed up and go and things like that. Not that you're not that, you know, there's many events out there that do require you to have to do that. You know, once, uh, you know, 95% of events you go to, once you're set up, that's pretty much you for the weekend. So, mm. um, whereas I've always been in the mindset of, um, having my bag packed in, in, in a way that if for whatever reason, Oh yeah, sorry guys, we've got to go. So you can rip your basher down. You can just stuff your sleep system into the main part of your burger and go. I've always been in the mindset of having that, being able to do that rather than thinking, oh, I've got to roll this down now, I've got to get all the air out of that and roll this in lilo up and fold my pillow and, and all that jazz. Do you know what I mean? So mm. good to get in the, in the, in the get, get in the habit of, of just, like, again, just packing all your kit into a Bergen, you know, start when you're first starting out. If you can, if you can nail that down of getting your weekend kit into a Bergen, then pff, mate, any other event you go to where you're in buildings and hard cover, you're laughing. You're literally laughing all the way to the bank. Because that's that. Yeah, once you've got that nailed down, you're admin living out of a backpack for a weekend. Um, then mm. yeah, you've, you're you're pretty much mastered for a weekend, in my eyes, for for a milsim yeah. or something like that. Definitely. So if you're starting out, say probably look at the surplus sleeping bags or a snug pack as sort of a good sort of starter system. Mm-hmm. Um, the snug pack uh, base camp extreme um, weighs two kilos. Um, now the thing to look at when you're buying sleeping bags is they obviously come in, I think it's actually five seasons. So, uh, one is very, very super lightweight. Um, it's ideal for warmish summer nights and sort of things like that. And, um, you're probably talking maybe sort of five to 10 degrees C. Um, season two is when you're looking at being a little bit colder. So probably around zero degrees. Um, season three from recollection, I think it's between sort of minus 10 and zero, maybe. Um, and then season four is your kind of classic winter months. And that's around sort of like minus 10, minus 15. Mm. Um, and then season five is usually your sort of expedition level of backpacks, which are your, um, you know, minus 30 degrees comfort rating ones. So, you know, the, the, the sort of ones that you would generally have if you are actually camping in the Arctic circle, um, which yeah. I would suggest you're probably unlikely to do on a, an airsoft event. I mean, maybe, maybe you are. I don't know. Um, let us and that's know, it. I mean, but... no, you know, maybe, maybe for you personally, maybe you do require that level of insulation to keep. Maybe you do yeah. feel the cold really, really easily. So you know, although that's going to be like season fives are up there with the prices. You know, you're getting into the hundreds of pounds with a season five. You know, like Mike just said there. You know, the ones and twos are more like your sleepovers, DOS bags. You know, I don't, I wouldn't really sort of be looking at season one and two for my first bag. I'd definitely look at a season three, um, or a season four, maybe. You know, if you get a winter bag, mm. uh, and like I say, if you do use it through the summer or the autumn months, you can just leave it unzipped inside your bivy bag. That's you know, that won't be a problem. You won't you won't sweat out with that. I mean, you shouldn't be sleeping in jogging bottoms and hoodies and all that shit. Anyhow, you should be just being like t shirt and a pair of boxes and your socks on. You know, leave leave yeah. your legs exposed in your bag, um, just to get that body heat circling around. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like, like the, I think Mike's in the same sort of setup with me. Is that I've got a, I've got the base camp extreme by Snug Pack, um, and then I've got the Snug Pack jungle bag as well. So when the, if the temp does drop more, I can just chuck the jungle bag inside the base camp, um, and I've got them double layers there. Then, and I've, I've been out in that, just slept under a basher on a roll mat in sort of like minus six, minus seven, They're more than comfortable, more than comfortable, lovely, lovely and toasty and warm. 
So that's been mm. a, then that's a perfect good setup for me. Really good. Rangers just helpfully um, chipped in with what I was going to come on to next. So you have to look at the ratings for the sleeping bags. So you generally get a comfort level, a comfort limit, and then an extreme rating. Um, so, for example, um, different three seasons back will have different comfort and extreme ratings. Some also advertise a different temperature than the comfort level. So I would always suggest you probably look at the comfort or comfort limit. Um, the extreme one is kind of saying that this bag will roughly keep you alive down to that temperature, but after that, it, it yeah, we can't, can't, we really can't be guarantee it. <laughs> so there's not much point in buying one that's you know say say you're planning it for a winter camping uh, trip and you you buy it based on the extreme limit and the extreme limit's 15. You might find that the actual comfort temperature of that is five. Um, so obviously as soon as the temperature outside drops below five, it's going to start implicating your bag. Um, and as Lance said, what, what you wear in your sleeping bag makes a massive difference because if you have a layer of clothes on you, you are basically trapping the heat inside your body uh, or inside the clothes. So it can't get into the sleeping bag itself. The whole point is that you are trying to heat the air in the sleeping bag and then the insulation around the outside of the sleeping bag is obviously stopping that heat from escaping. So it's, insulating that area whereas if you're providing the extra layer of insulation in the form of a layer of air um because you're trapping everything sort of close to your body then you're you're going to find that you're going to probably be colder um that being said I, I must admit i don't always say as a preach because for some events where you have to get up quickly um sometimes i do just wrap a jungle blanket around me just sort of lay on the cot or the floor with the sleeping bag over the top just so that I can suddenly jump up if I need to. I've got all my kit on and then I'm running around. Um, but it does depend on the style of event and sort of how you're playing mm. and bits and pieces. Like it's always best if you are proper cold, it's always best to just, you know, get some of your kit off and get into your, get into your dust bag. Yeah. That's it. Make sure you make sure. And, and again, like before you get in there, if it is a cold event, you're going to make sure you get a hot drink down your neck first, hot drink or a hot meal before you get into that bag. Um, yeah. That goes a long way to keeping you warm through the night. Nothing worse than getting in there, being cold and going in there. You know, and and obviously, if you've got wet, damp kit on as well, change your kit. If you've got a wet t-shirt on, mm. even if you've been sweating, if you can just chuck a dry, dry t-shirt on, change your socks. It's going to go a long way to keeping you warmer in your, in your sleeping bag and get into them routines of like your wet and dry drills or almost as such. You know, not as extreme, but you know, it's the, the principles the mm. same. <clears throat> so, in terms of in terms of your uh, kit at the moment, Lance, have you got a summer and a winter sleep set up? In, uh, yeah, in terms I have of sleeping bags. We'll, we'll come on to the rest of it in a second, but just in terms of sleeping bags. Yeah, I have. I've got, the, obviously, like I've said, I've got the Snug Pack Base Camp Extreme and I've got the Snug Pack Jungle Blanket. Um, and they sort of form part of like a Snug Pack modular system, if you like. So, obviously, in summer months, I just get away with a jungle blanket um, uh, and whatever I'm using as my sleeping platform, whether it be a cot bed, whether it be a hammock, whether it be a, a, my, my Dutch Army Thermarest roll mat on the floor. Um, I usually leave my Mylar sheet, which is not, it's not like an emergency blanket. It's the same sort of material, but it's a lot thicker. It's, it's got like a little layer of foam, foam in it. It's more of a mattressy type material than it is a sheet. Um, that just stays in my bag regardless because it, it takes up such minimal room. It's, it, it folds to diddy, but it, it offers a wicked layer of insulation to reflect heat back up at you. So I always leave that in there uh, regardless of the event. It just stays with my sleep kit. Um, but yeah, so I've got them two sleeping bags, which I can use. So I've got the, um, the medium weight. Uh, the, the base camp extreme, if you like, which is good down to, I think, minus 12, I think, off the top of my head. Uh, it is, yep. So I've actually got the ratings because I looked them up beforehand. So the uh, comfort rating is minus seven. 
Uh, and the extreme rating is minus 12 on the sleeper extreme. And it weighs two kilos. And that's an important point that I'll come into in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I find it packs down nice and small. I mean, what I do is I have my um, is is my DOS bag. And if it all goes inside my booty bag, and then obviously you just you hold it by the feet and spin it up really loads, 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 get all the air out of it. And then I just ram it into the into the stuff sack of my Bergen or the dry pack of my Bergen. And that just lives in the, the main pack of my Bergen is essentially my sleep system, um, a, a dry a spare pair of dry clothes if I need it. Any any sort of other, like my thermal scope might go in there. Um, my, my foot kit might go in there. Um, and that's about it, really. So I, I have minimal in the large pack, large area of my Bergen. There's very minimal stuff aside from my sleeping bag and a couple of little grab sack sort of type things. So that and the reason being is that it's easy to just pack it, just pack, 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 pack nice and quick. And then lids, lids on that's done. And then the rest of the bits, you know, I've got a rocket pouch each side. Luckily enough, I've, it's tailored, so I've got the three utilities on the front. What are you smirking at? Sorry, Marky Mark has posted on the NoFo Airsoft community chat. So if anyone's not aware, we actually have um, two Facebook pages. There's our uh, November Foxtrot sort of main page, and then there's like a community chat where we allow people to just post whatever the hell they want. Um, and he has very helpfully posted a picture of me dressed as the child snatcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which he has photoshopped. Um, I don't know how clear <laughs> that is, but it's actually, I'm not going to lie, Pretty, pretty good uh, Photoshop in there, so I'm, I'm actually quite impressed. Ice cream, lollipops. Uh, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just it popped up on the uh, on the comments on the uh, thread, so apologies. I didn't mean to ruin your train of thought. No, that's fine. That's fine. I've, made myself, I've, I've got bored in the air now. I made myself another coffee, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, so in terms of my sleeping bags, I have uh, about six, actually, uh, but two... Um, no, so I, I just haven't really got rid of any that I've bought previously. Um, the only yeah. one I did get rid of, no, I didn't get rid of that. The zip exploded on it, and I woke up at Octo um, with my leg out, and it must have hit, I think, minus four that night. And honest to God, it was the coldest I think my leg's ever been. Um, I remember you saying that. That was a Corinthian yeah. one with it as well. Uh, no, that was a snug pack. I, was, I thought it was a Corinthian that popped the, popped the zip on it. No, it was a snug pack that I popped the zip on. So basically, I am a larger bloke. I'm not going to beat around He's a the bush. Lovely, large you know. man. I, I, I have a little bit more uh, body than other people. Um, so that's something to consider when you buy a sleeping bag is obviously try and get a size appropriate for yourself. Um, what I have found with, with the system I use now is that you can buy extender um, strips. And I think that um, snug pack actually do this as well, although I haven't had any experience of using them. But you can actually buy a um, expander panel or extender panel, uh, which has two zips. It's probably about two, three inches wide, uh, two zips either side. And you can then use that to zip in between the, the zips on your sleeping bag. So it actually just gives you slightly more uh, internal space in the bag. Now, obviously, that will slightly affect the, the thermal properties. You're, you're basically creating a larger air pocket in there that you will have to try and heat up. Um, and the bag's trying to keep warmer. Um but for comfort, for me, I find that makes a massive difference. Uh, the So in terms of the two, that, that's obviously something to consider. Uh, the, the kind of two key sleeping bags I generally tend to use are a season one uh, for when it's temperatures like this. Like at the moment, we're sitting here, it's probably about 30 degrees. Um, it's not going to be dropping sort of too much outside. Um, mm. You know, with a jungle blanket uh, and a bivy bag and the season one sleeping bag, that's more than enough to keep me personally warm. Um 
but it's something that you will probably learn through trial and error. And I would suggest you do trial and error in your garden than when you've gone out for a 48 hour event, 30 hour event 100%. in the middle of the woods, um, because you won't know until you get out there and actually test some of this kit as to whether you're comfortable or not. And ultimately testing it when you're in game is the worst place to do it. And I'm guilty yeah. of that. I know we've all, we've all taken new stuff out and gone, Oh, why did I do this? Um, mm -hmm. So if any, any, any imparted advice that you take heed of tonight is to test stuff before you go to anywhere. Um, so yeah, I've got a, uh, it's a little, um, I think it's a mountain. Is it mountain equipment? They're, they're the chain shop, aren't they? The high, uh, the high street chain shop, mountain equipment. Mountain warehouse. Mountain warehouse. That's the one. Sorry, it's a mountain warehouse season one. Um, it's very, very lightweight. It's small. It compacts down to nothing. Um, the other one I tend to use now is uh, it's a mountain equipment helium six hundred. Uh, that's rated for about eleven degrees, five degrees comfort. Um, minus sorry minus five minus 11 as the comfort range and it goes down to minus 31 as the extreme um it weighs a kilo less than the snug pack base camp extreme and is filled with down uh filling now there's obviously different types of fillings and i'm not going to go into the, the mechanics of snug um of sleeping pack constructions but the same way with certain jackets and things down is generally a, a good insulator um it compacts really well but it doesn't cope well with being wet uh, the kind of the other fillings, which I know that people in the chat are going to start shouting at me because I know that you all know them because we've had this chat before. Um, some of the other fillings are obviously better than staying. Uh, if they get wet, they don't necessarily lose the thermal properties, but I find that they don't compact as well. So my snug pack, for example, I really struggle to compact that in the Bergen um, and kind of maximize my Bergen efficiency. Whereas the Helium 600 I do, but there's a four times price difference on that sleeping bag than there is on the snug pack one. So that's something to bear in mind that you can go into silly money with some of this equipment. Um, the reason I bought it is to do a bit of wild camping as well. So obviously weight, if you can shave off a kilo here or there, it's going to make a massive difference when you're hiking through Dartmoor, for example. Um, for a mill sim, you're probably not going to be carrying loads of equipment around the whole time. Most mill sims aren't hard routine. You will, you will generally go to a location, set up camp, and then you're fixed there for the rest of the the rest of the event. Um, so yeah, that's that's the equipment I use as an actual DOS bag. Um, did you want to talk about pillows briefly? Because I know pillows is something that I always find a, a tricky tricky thing to get right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me two secondos. Yeah. Um, see, no, I, that's fine. Well, do you want me to talk about mine first? Pillows now. And um, to be honest with you, I'm going to go against the grain a bit. I just think they're a bit of a waste of bloody time. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I mean, because I, I think to myself, and I've done it, I've done it a few times. It's like you're never. Everyone is chasing the pillow that they've got at home on their bed, and you're never going to do that. You're, you're going, you're camping. You know, you're sleeping out in the woods for the night. You're never going to get the same comfort you get from your, um, your um, sleep, sweet dreams. I'll get back in the truck. Bugs are killing me outside. Um, you're never going to get um, the same comfort that you would from your pillow at home in your bed. Uh, Lance has died. <laughs> I think he's coming back. Um, yeah, so I think the point he was trying to make is that obviously pillows are a bit of a nightmare to um, try and replicate. Basically, you're never going to get something quite as comfortable. And the, the other thing I find is that as soon as you introduce a pillow to your sleep system, the pillow will never stay where it's meant to be in your bag. So you find it will just fall across. 
um, falls out, it starts sliding about. The only thing I have found is relatively comfortable is this. This is the Decathlon 4 Class uh, inflatable Trek pillow. Um, it's not too bad because I find it can fit into the hood of the sleeping bag. Uh, here it comes. Sorry, I don't know what happened right. there. Yeah, all good. So yeah, well, as I was saying, you're never going to get the same comfort you would from your pillow at home. So, I mean, I've resorted to the fact now, just like, if you've got your belt kit on you, you've got a smock jacket, just lean up against that. So I've just sacked off yeah. pillows now. I've just, I've just completely, I think, do you know what? I'm already sleeping down on the dirt or, or whatever. If you're in a hammock, you're not going to need one for a start. So if, you, if you're down in the dirt, you'd be right, I've got a belt kit behind me, I've got my day sack, just use that, just put a blanket and just put a bag on the top of it, you know, just, just get away from the inflatable pillows and it's another thing to forget. It's another thing to have to pack away. Whereas just use, you you know, multitask, you know, multifunctional items, you know. It's, a, yeah, it's your webbing set. It also doubles up as your belt kit, you know, as your pillow with a blanket on the top mm. or a jacket on the top. You know? So pillow-wise, yeah, I've, I've, I've had three or four now uh, for camping. Obviously, we take when we go family camping, we'll take the pillows from home that are on our beds because we're family camping. So, I mean, it's, you know, we want some comfort and some luxury, sort of thing, but sleep in a big bag for the weekend. Um, but yeah, for like Bill Simmons and that now, it's just, yeah, just, you're going to be uncomfortable. You know, you should, by the end of the day, when you do get to get your head down, you're going to be that tired. You're not going to give a monkeys if you're going to put your head on the side of the van or leaning up against a car tire on a block. Do you know what I mean? As long as you can rest mm. your head for an hour or an hour or two, then I don't think you're going to be too fussed about that. So, pillows. Yeah, when, you, dived, when you dived off, I was saying, I've got this um, this little decathlon four class pillow. Uh, this is yeah. a Trek pillow. Um, but one of the things I find is they just never stay in position. So, you know, because exactly. everything's sort of silk or nylon or whatever like that, it sort of starts sliding the belt. Um, so the only thing I have found with that is that it, you can sort of attach it in the hood. So if you put it in the hood of your sleeping bag and sort of pull the, the cords down, uh, it holds it a little bit more in position. But you could do exactly the same thing with uh, a jacket or even a dry sack that you fill up with a few bits and pieces um clothes wise or your you know your grotty boxes that you've been wearing all day or something like that you know, ultimately. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah oh yeah lovely just waking <laughs> up face deep in there <laughs> well i'm assuming that the dry bag acts properly as a dry bag it isn't just you know it, it oh, should be relatively your jacket up in your boxes just like no oh. no 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 i'm suggesting putting the things in a dry bag <laughs> um right. so yeah uh, yeah, I mean that that would be the only thing I would mention on pillows is just go with this, an air of caution because you can end up buying a whole load of kit that you find mm. oh this is crap and then you can't take it back. Um, one product I did specifically want to talk about is these sort of self-inflating foam pillows. Mm. Um, they're kind of a, a foam that is is meant to um, sort of uncompress itself over time. I I personally find that they never really fully uncompress again. So. You've, you've got this pillow that's kind of semi-inflated because it, it hasn't really unrolled. But then as soon as you put your head on these things, you are compressing it against. So that the whole benefit is immediately lost because the foam is... Your, your, your head is a heavy thing. Um, or maybe mine is and other people's aren't. But if you put, if you put the, your head on these things and then it's just the foam is just going to compress again. So you just end up with a flat pillow. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I mean, the best, the, best one I've, the best pillow I've ever used, which is actually served its purpose well i mean i've got a fox fishing pillow which is all fleece lined and everything like that and even that you put your head on it and then by the time you've relaxed your head's disappeared into it and it's almost touching the floor again and you've just got a pillow just come up around your face like this and you're like well that's shit so the yeah. best one i've ever used in all fairness was a probably a three-quarter inflated one from the pound shop which is like a long neon green pillow 
that don't blow it up so it's like rock hard, but blow it up yeah. to sort of freak or so it's a bit squiddy still. But as soon as I laid on it, I was like, I'm, this is perfect. I literally wrapped it up in my, mm. that's probably the only one that I probably would keep in my kit because it folds up to about a fag box size and then you inflate it. It's quite long. It's not so like, like height like that, but it's like, almost like sausagey if you like. Um, and you can literally just rest your neck on it and it's like, yeah, that, that actually works. With a jacket, with it, put it inside a jacket or put it in the sleeve of your schmock so it doesn't roll about too much. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work, I suppose, mm. if you did want to use a pillow of some description. But yeah, I mean, yeah, just be webbing sitting there with a base sack with a black with a with a jacket on the top. Kieran says, uh, in my experience, self-inflating it was shit, and I would agree with you. Um, but the thing with some of these expanding foam ones that they're not designed, to, they're not it's not for example, like a, a balloon type system where you actually inflate it and it stays that shape. Um, the, these are basically a, a fabric product with mm. the foam on the inside and you and you kind of take it out of its compression sack and then it's meant to kind of fill up. But then as soon as it's filled up and you put any weight on it, it starts compressing it down again, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I'm just going to head to the comments because there's a few things that people are getting quite yeah, animated I about. I can't see any of the chat comments, mate, so I'm relying on you for... No, that's fine. Um, so we've got 11 to get through. So Defiant says, can you talk about DOS bag storage? Too many people store their bags in the compression sacks and that kills its ability to loft. Yes. It means it's less effective. And I completely agree with you. Absolutely, Don't store mate. your sleeping bag in the sleeping bag compression sack when you get home. Take as it out. You get that, as soon as you buy a new sleeping bag yeah, and you take it out of the compression sack, you fuck the compression sack off in the bin. That's it. That's just purely, you don't need it anymore. I would disagree slightly, but yeah. You would do, wouldn't you? Because you're paying the ass. <laughs> the compression, though. So there's nothing wrong with the compression sacks if you are moving from point A to point B. You know, that's ultimately what they're for. Um, you know, you, you can stick uh, a sleeping bag in a dry sack, anything like that. You can compress it all down, squeeze it all up, nice and tight, fine. But don't leave it like that. You know, it's... Try and keep yeah. it that way for the smallest amount of time possible. And if you are, if you say you're you're hiking from A to B, that's fine, you know. But if you're leaving it for six months between events, Big no that's no. just going to destroy your sleeping bag. So don't do that. That's a bad hang thing. It, hang it in your loft. Leave it hanging out in your loft or in your airing cupboard or in your wardrobe yeah. over the bar or something. Make sure you leave it hanging out, air it, air it out, and yeah, you'll be good good for years. You can actually buy um, sleeping bag storage cubes, um, which are quite good. So it's it's. It's uh, it's basically a big fabric cube that you can put your sleeping bag in, but it just sort of contains it to a rough size, but it's not providing any compression on that. So it's just, you know, yeah. it's a storage place for it. Um, so it's obviously not just lying around and you might snag it or anything like that, because that's the other thing you can damage with sleeping bags. Mm. Um, but if you can hang it up somewhere neatly, that's fine. If you can't, then these sort of storage cube systems work quite well. Um, yeah. So definitely sort of look at something like that. But yeah, I mean, as Chris has just said there, you know, never use a compression sack, stuff it into the bottom of your Bergen when not used, mine is hanging up like a bat. That's the other thing we're putting a, a sleeping bag into a Bergen is the fact that if you put it in the compression, so the snug pack one, for example, if you put that into the compression sack and it stays as a tube, if, you, if you've ever tried putting like three cans of beans together, you'll always find those gaps in the middle. So you can't pack stuff properly you'll end up with air pockets and things you're you're basically reducing the efficiency of your bergen again so you want to try mm. and just put it in the bottom of your bergen and you can compress that all down in the bottom of your bergen or it, it feels found, all the nooks and crannies up doesn't it, it does it that's mm. what it does i found personally that for me the the mountain equipment sleeping bag i've got fits very nicely into a dry sack that i can roll up and i can actually squash it down to about 
maybe two or three inches thin. Um, so I can actually stick that to one side of the Bergen so it's not kind of implicating any of the rest of it. And then I can just pull that out from the top easily and I can slide it back in again. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to say just don't use the compression sack because ultimately they do have a purpose. They do, um, but I mean, if it, I mean for for what we're, I mean, I get I get it for if you're like if you're um, backpacking and you've got to do like a lightweight kit, and you need to keep it small. You need to you do need to rigorously pack your kit up to be able to get it into your bag for your another twenty thirty k that you're going to be walking that day or whatever. Mm. But I mean, for like Milsim, Milsim, um, and you do and you and you are going to be going to an event where you, if your harbour area does get bumped and you've got to bug out quickly, you you're not going to be in a position where you need to fold your sleeping bag on top and then roll it all up nice and no. tight. Because straight, I can't get them in a compression sack. I can put lots of stuff away really neatly. When it comes to sleeping bags into the back into the bag that they came in, fucking no. I'll push fight with it and then it ends up tearing down where the drawstring bit is and I just think, well, that's just shit. So, and, and then obviously in a Milsim situation, you'll be, um, it'll just be getting round into your Bergen. And that's where, and that's yep. where I will hark back to, you know, if you can pack your kit in the way that you can just stuff it into your main bit of your bag, shut the lid and go, then yeah, you're laughing. That's why I never use a compression sack. I use dry bags. I've got a mm. big dry bag, a big 80-litre dry bag, which lines my Ber a Bergen liner. It's got the clip shut top. You can roll it down and compress all the air out of it. I've got one of them, but I, that my sleeping bag never, ever goes in a compression sack. Ever. So this this is this is what I was always contending with. And the, that's the... So on screen, I've got the Snug Pack Sleeper Extreme uh, sort of marketing it, images for a military kit. Um, but that size that it's compressing down to, whenever I try and compress anything snug pack down to that size, it just destroys the compression bag anyway. I find yeah. that the seams start to go on some of the stitching on those um, sort of webbing straps and things. So I, I personally can never get it down to that size. Um, usually it's probably another, I don't know, three, four inches longer than that. But that is, it's just such a lump in your Bergen. Um, so yeah. Uh, Ryan says dry bag never a compression sack dry bag does the same compression but a compression sack won't stop your sleeping bag from getting wet good point exactly and again if you try like Mike said earlier when you if you pack that sleeping bag into a compression sack and do it as tight as possible you've now created a, a breeze block it's got no give in it it's got no room for manoeuvre and you're going to pack it into a bag and you're going to try and pack other kit around it it's just going to bounce off of it you're, you're going to have air pockets and gaps underneath it and around the side of it if you leave it just a big open bag and just push it down into the bottom of your into the bottom of your Bergen, you'll be amazed at how much space you actually gain from not compressing it, which is completely goes against the idea of a compression sack for a sleeping bag. But essentially, nine times out of ten, backpacks are sort of like a square, rectangular, long unit, aren't they? And then you're mm. going to put a cylinder into one edge of that, yeah. so you've got all that air and gap around it. Yeah, it just it just doesn't work. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Andy, hi, Andy. I hope you're doing well, mate. Uh, Hi, I only use my compression pack uh, when taking it out as mine is waterproof. Other than that, it stays hanging up. So there you go. Uh, Kenny, do you put your knee on it? Honestly, mate, I, you cannot get that down any smaller. I, I don't believe anyone can. Um, no, I'm not having it. <laughs> just they, they don't compress down small. Um, whereas, I say, the, the reason I got this down one, and I'm going to come back to a comment that Rage made about down sleeping bags in a second, but the reason I got the down one is because it does compact down. I can get it into a, a, a standard sort of dry sack that's maybe um, like 30 centimetres apart uh, wide, maybe 30 centimetres high, and then, say, 
probably no more than sort of two or three inches thick, which mm. can just slot down the side. And I'm, I'm all about trying to f- make things that can slot in my Bergen so I can pull them out from the top. And then, you know, you don't end up with that kind of, oh, I've got to pull that out to find that thing and that thing. Um, Cause it always bugs me that you have to take half your bag apart to get to the one thing that you actually want to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Frontline Events says, yes, chopping wood is the best way to keep warm. Also, small fire can serve wood. Less is more in your sleeping bag. Uh, obviously, a winter DOS bag, but strip down to just underwear and allow your body heat to circulate. Also, get undressed half in your sleeping bag to start generating the heat inside. Dare I say it, if it's that cold, playing with yourself generates a lot of heat. You're not wrong. Like I that. hadn't read the end of that comment before I started. Thanks, though, Frontline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing with yourself or others. Yeah, so NoFo's top tip tonight, masturbation. Uh, just keep well, warm not necessarily. Uh, there was no mention of that. It was just playing with yourself. You know, that could be anything, couldn't it? You've interpreted that as self-pleasuring because you're filthy. I, I don't know any other form of uh, self, self-touching. self <laughs> uh, Ryan says, have used my issued bouncing bomb everywhere and now have an issued jungle sleeping bag for Kenya to try. That'd be interesting. Oh, nice. Um. James C said, big thing people overlook is just how much a bivy bag adds in terms of insulation and keeping warm. So, yep, we'll, we'll try and just jump onto bivy bags in a second. Uh, there's it's new not sleeping... degrees, apparently. Because obviously it's that mm. wind chill factor as well. It, it, it sort of literally makes that zero. So it's sort of adding eight degrees to your, to, your, um, to your comfort, which is always a bonus, yeah. I suppose. I mean, it does depend on the brand of the bivy bag. I have found that there's sort of more... Uh, the bags that are probably more likened to just getting in a plastic bin bag, they can make you way too hot because obviously there's a lack of airflow there. Yeah. Um, so you do need something that's kind of balancing because otherwise there is nowhere for any moisture generated in that system to go and it yeah. will just end up soaking everything. You'll just get it's It's not pleasant. Um, uh, define, uh, Rowan says, always keep mine in a dry sack and key, always keep it inside my bivy. Bivy goes five to ten degrees extra protection on the top of the sleeping bag. So there you mm, go. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. It's a nice, good shout. Bivy bags are brilliant. Bivy bags are that could be a shelter and sleep system in one. That could, you know, especially if you get one of the hooped bivvies, which are like they're 100, 150 quid, but they're sort of quite hard to come by now. You can get like, um, with what? Different carry on, I'll come back to it. So you can get like a, like the bushcrafter, like go outdoorsy type um, hoop to be of these. But you get it's the I think it's the Dutch Army one. The, the Woodland DPM is the one. That's a wicked. I'd love to get hold of one of them. You know, obviously it's got not a great deal of room for storage. Or if they, I think they call it. I think in the bushcraft world they call it, is it a hobo bag or something mm. or something bag. That's like called a hobo bag. And it literally you can you can get them. It's got like a two or three ribbed along it, or you can just get like the one hoop bit at the head end. Um, but they're quite a cool bit of kit, and literally, like I said, that that does away with having to have a basher, uh, basher or anything, or any tarp sort of set up. You can just literally have the, you can use the standard bivy bag as well, really, because they've got such an oversized top piece to them head. You can just pull that over as a flap, um, and just get your head down. You know what I mean? Snuggle up under a tree, perfect. They are wicked bits of kit. But I highly recommend that as part of your sleep system. You know, your so, a solid roll mat of some description, uh, be it inflatable or a foam self-inflating. I'd sooner, I'd sooner steer towards a self-inflating foamy one um, just to just to mitigate that, oh, if it gets a puncture, this is now just a plastic sheet that I've got to lay on. Whereas a foam one, you know, you could tear it, but it, essentially you've still got that 20 cents. You've still got at least something there, don't you? Yeah, you've still got that 20 mil of foam or whatever it might be in there uh, to, to sort of help you a little bit. Do you know what I mean? So you're not reliant on it being holding air. Um, yeah. 
and obviously, yeah, then that goes inside obviously having your bivy bag and then whatever, the DOS bag of choice, whichever you've gone for. Um, you know, there's like sort of three crucial bits of kit for your sleep system to bear in mind, I think. Mm. If you're buying a um, sleeping pad, uh, however you want to call it, um, always try and look for the insulation reference. I think it's in terms of the end number. Um, the higher that number, the more insulation that that pad will give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, the, the you know, when you start getting into the really high numbers, then you find that they're probably quite expensive as well. Um, but you can build your own uh, increase in that in that thermal resistance by adding extra things. So, for example, like Lance was saying with the mylar layer or anything like that, you know, that's going to help build that uh, thermal resistance in there. 100 it's even it even comes down to if you're in a if say you're you've got the luxury of sleeping inside a building so you're under hard cover and you're laying on a cot bed however there's a stone it's a concrete floor you might as well be outside on the sleeping on the forest floor because you're still that cold air is still rising up it's just going to penetrate into the bottom of your bunk and then up into your back so i mean it's like when i go carp fishing when i set my fishing bed up in the bivy um I'll always put my rod bags or my or my hold or my kit hold all underneath the bed just to just to close that void up to let the, to stop the cold air sort of gathering and then sort of rising up under my into my back. So always always have that. It's, it's layering between you and the ground. It's, it's making them layers mm. and, and sensible layers. You know, worst case scenario, you could throw a load of leaf litter down, big huge pile of leaves, bracken and anything like that, ferns. You know, spruce boughs. If you if we go if we go full survival and bushcraft, you load of spruce boughs on the floor and then just your little roll mount on top. That will work. People do it all the time. It does work, you know. It's it's it's, it's layered, making making up those insulation layers is, is key. If you if you can, and if you have to, obviously. I just found this one. I've not been aware of this. You can actually get a um, British military sleeping bag with a built-in ground sheet, which is quite interesting. Because I know, obviously, if you've got something that uh, the the problem with sleeping out in the woods is obviously you've got the ground to contend with in terms of potentially damaging your kit as well. Um, you know, if you've got any rocks or anything, you're sort of one sharp edge might sort of start putting a little bit of a nick in it. Um, so if you're in a bivy bag or whatever, for example, that obviously gives you a little bit more protection around the outside. That's something that you can just replace as opposed to having to replace the sleeping bag, which is probably more expensive, um, depending on your system and the like. But I've, I've never seen a sleeping bag with a built-in ground sheet. No, I haven't. No. Is that an aftermarket thing? Is that something that something you could buy as a... It is actually no, a thing? Yeah, apparently it's a, it's an actual thing. So. Hmm. There you go. Uh, so there's a couple of other questions as well or comments. James C says, don't forget if you wear anything in your sleeping bag when you get out, you will have nothing else to put on. So your body's ability to regulate its temperature will be greatly reduced. Yeah, exactly that. So it's, you know, if you can get away sleeping in pants and t-shirt, pair of socks on, then happy days. Even even if you mm-hmm. can ditch the t-shirt. I personally, I quite like sleeping with a t-shirt on. Um, just because that's... Socks uh, off. Always socks off for me. Oh, see, I'm so, if I'm outdoors, I'm socks on. I don't like I don't like things covering it's my feet. An, it's another thing to have to fuck about with, isn't it? If I've got them on, yeah. they're on then. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm not sitting here trying to put a sock. And there's nothing worse in the. I mean, I mean, you can get a modded bivy bag, but let's be honest. I mean, they are, they are, they can be a ball lake to get in and out of because there's no zip on mm. anything. So you've got you got to do a bit of a shimmy, and you're trying to get a sock on. And it's like, you, you know, nah, this isn't happening. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and it's always like you get in and you're like, ah. Oh, I really want to take that off now, but I just, nah. Well, you get snuggled in, you think, oh, I need a piss. Oh, bollocks. Yeah. I'll get out of there again. Yeah. <laughs> That's why a hammock's really good, because you can just roll over and go over the side. Um, 
Rage says, personally, would never buy it down. As the second it gets wet, you're screwed. You'll look at the minus 18 degree sea bags, and they are all synthetic fibers. As if they get wet, they are still warm. And I completely agree with you. And this is one of the things that I'm hesitant for using my MSR bag for Milsims is the fact that stuff gets wet. You know, ultimately, the 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 kind of level of camping that I generally tend to use is an actual small two three man tent. Um, sort of trek uh, backpacking the like when you're obviously doing a meal sim for example you're in a bivy bag under a basher um or or in a hammock for example and obviously there's a little bit more open to the elements um so it is something to consider um and it's something to bear in mind and it does something that's gone through my mind so yeah personal personal preference there i think um James C says, no, 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 a tiny pillow is a godsend. Need to get one to improve sleep quality. Damn it, sister. Use your belt kit. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I do get it. I do get it. It's, it's, and again, it's personal preference, and it harks back to what makes you comfortable with it. You're carrying it. It's your kit. You know, you know, it, it, this, you know it's, it's purely up to you. You know, I've, yeah. I've tried it, and I just, it's just another bloody thing to pack or forget. So I think, well, if I ain't got it, I'm not going to miss it. So... Mm. <laughs> Now, here's some interesting. I mean, that's it. That's the other thing. You sleep with other people. That helps and keep you warm as well. Absolutely, um, yeah. But no fiddling under the under the sleeping bag for that. No, 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 no nonsense. Um, right. So here's a couple of points. I just want to cover that. Uh, Terry says we always slept in our kit, uh, as if you get bumped, you need to defend your position. And Kenny says socks over boots for if you get bumped or a squirrel runs past. So that's the interesting point. So I would suggest that for the majority of times that I've done uh, events where you're likely to get bumped, I probably really don't get a lot of sleep in an actual proper sleep system. I will generally tend to sit up against a tree or in some sort of, um, or on a cot bed or a bench or something like that with a, a sleeping pad, uh, not a sleeping pad, a, a sort of a sitting pad got a little fold-out foam pad um, that you can sit down on just to provide a little bit of insulation and a bit of comfort to your ass. Um, lean up against something and then just have a kip sitting there. It's not the most comfortable and you obviously run in the risk of sort of cramps and stuff. Um, but I do find that I probably get more sleep in that position than I do in a proper sleeping system uh, at a lot of events. I know, for example, Defiant, I don't really think I've got a proper... I, I definitely didn't get into my kit properly at Defiant. I just sort of threw the bag over the top of me um, and laid on the cot bed and just went to sleep like that. I didn't bother getting into it at all. Um, so it's something to bear in mind. Again, depends on the type of event you're going to. Um, for example, the Legion events, um, you do generally tend to be in the bunk houses and things there. Um, you, you know, you're not, you're not going to be under basher and stuff on those. I wouldn't have thought. No. Um, Defiant, we're in cot beds on that one, but it depends on the event. Um, I know that yeah. they're looking at doing more um, uh, sort of hard routine events. Uh, we've done them with bashers and we've done them with um, hammocks. Yeah, we have. Um, I mean, we've had the best of both all, all, all hmm. options, really. We've covered in, 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 at one point or another uh, events. We've 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 done all of them, really. You know, to the point where, like, the last SEO one I done was very sort of like hard routine, if you like, in the in the in the sense that. You know, you didn't have fixed positions. You didn't have hard cover. There was no running water. There was no electricity. There was no toilet, this, that, and the other. So you were, you know, 
if you needed to do a whoopsie, then, you know, you squared it away yourself and looked after it and that was that, you know what I mean? Um, and mm-hmm. the same came, came to sleeping, keep it nice and basic because you didn't know when you had to go. So, like I said, I personally, what I did is I used them, um, I had a full Z mat, which is not inflatable, it's just a foam, like, I think it's about eight foam rectangles stitched together in like a DPM cover, which sort of consultinas up into one sort of thing with a couple of elasticated loops to hold together. I actually cut that down so I had like head down to my waist so I think it's like four panels long. And actually, that was my green. Legs take care of themselves. I'm not fussed about my leg being on a, on a roll mat or on a, on a pad. They can just lay there on the floor. You know, they're just they're just legs. They're fine. Um, but as long as my torso was covered, or, or my torso was slightly insulated, if you like, not that I needed it, but just that little bit of comfort for my torso and my back and that. Um, and I had a jungle bag inside. And it, all that was kept inside my bivy bag. I and mean, that was it. Yeah, perfect little slip system. You know, and it packed down and went inside a 60-litre patrol pack along with all the other kit for the weekend. You know, and I had my rations there, spare water, bits and bobs like that, all in there. So, um, yeah, it, it's pa- planning and packing and having the kit, uh, depending on the environment and the event you're going to. I mean, obviously, if you're going to an Octo event where you're going to be stopping at sort of five o'clock in the afternoon, then, you know, just take all your civvy kit. You know, you take nice... Oh, it's basically glamping and, at that point. It, well, it is, yeah, yeah. You're, set, you're, you're setting up... A, I keep saying civvy, if you can get out of that habit. Um, <laughs> you know, non, non-airsoft non milsimmy type camping kit. You know, your, your everyday camping kit that you go... It's like your family back. camping type stuff, Your family it? camping stuff, you can afford to yeah. take... Like, Tim takes his old, the old VW camper down, which is wicked, do you know what I mean? I mean, if I... Next October, I'll probably use the truck here that I'm in with the old awning out. Maybe set a cot bed up outside that and have the old fire pit on and all that jazz. You know what I mean? A little bit of mood lighting mm. and a glass of red in the evening. You can afford to do them sorts of things. Um, but, you know, that, that SEO event, I always hark on about it because it was bloody brilliant. And it was nice just to be able to get out there and, and just literally living out your bag. Once you'd left, got away from all that car. Oh, sorry, it's in the car. I'll go back to the car in a bit and get it from there. It's like, no, the car, there is no car. The car is gone. What you have in your bag is what you have in your bag. If you don't have it in your bag, then you're a dickhead. And it was perfect. It was great. You know, you have one rifle, spare battery, your ammo, your food, your water, your sleeping system, shelter system, any other bits and bobs you needed, any night kit that you needed, your nods and all that. It's all in your pack, on your back, or in your belt kit. And it was brilliant. So good. Refreshing. Really refreshing. No big crates mm. full of shit that I usually take with me and rifling through it thinking, oh, I'll need that. It's like, no, just pack what you would need. Be realistic about it. You know, and that that obviously goes away with, you know, and think about it as well. And that's what I thought with my sleep system. Oh, so I take my big bag. It's like, no, you're not going to need it. Be sensible. Jungle bag, bivy bag, half Z mat. Didn't even use a pillow or anything like that. And that was it. So then three items, the mat, the DOS bag and the bivy. And that was my sleep kit. And that went into my uh, Camelback mother load uh, was the bag I used for that weekend. And it had all my kit in it. Obviously, apart from my webbing, I use webbing as well, which have my cook set and bits and bobs in. Mm. Uh, Kevin's joined us from um, Defiant. He says, uh, really try to get a good kip on the Friday night if you're on site early. Have all your pillows, luxuries that night and prepare for a less than ideal sleep on the Saturday night if it's a 24-hour. That's yeah, it. I mean, it depends. Shout, yeah, it depends on the event specifically, uh, say, because different events run different ways. And, um, you know, I mean, if, realistically, if you have the luxury to have a little bit more kit here and there, then by all means do. You know, I mean, if you can bring a trunk, it's going to mean that you've got a few extra bits and pieces. You've got a few extra tools that you can fix things. If stuff goes wrong, you get a few extra luxuries and stuff. Um, but I would always suggest trying to sort of pack on the lighter side with any event. You know, I, I've been to some events where uh, I think there was one Legion one. I think it was the last one that we did where we're in the bunk houses. Uh, and it was just, there were just crates and crates of stuff that we were loading in off the cars into those, into those houses. 
Yeah, um, and again, it's purely because oh, we can, and that, that and yeah. that's and that's and that's the trouble. It's oh yeah, we can though. Yeah, we can. Yeah, but we can because we can take trunks and stuff and and and, and pelly cases just full of stuff. And it's like no. <laughs> no. Terry says I had a, plat- plat- a platoon sergeant that just wouldn't let us do the zip up on a sleeping bag because of noise pollution. <laughs> I like that it's not even like um, like noise control or anything like that. It's noise pollution, so it's like we don't want we don't want to make too much noise for other people. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Think, of the, think of the badges. Think of the badges trying to get down. <laughs> it's not noise discipline. <laughs> Um, right, should we, talk, should, we, should we talk briefly about bivy bags and the like as well? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what bivy bag do you use specifically? Uh, British Army DPM, Woodland DPM bivy bag. Had it for years now. Perfect. I've given it a Fabsil Gold treatment about a year ago. Um, they, they are bloody good. You know, they, they are a really good bit of kit to have um, as part of your sort of sleep system, shelter, sleep come shelter system. It, it essentially, it is a shelter on its own, you know, and it, it, they, they are wicked, you know, essentially a, a waterproof sleeping bag type shaped item. With, it's got no zipper or anything on it. It's just got a like, entry end from the head end, if you like. Um, and you just chuck all your kit in there. You know, your, your roll mat goes inside it, your sleeping bag goes inside it, and then the, you, you can just sling it out on the floor doesn't matter if the ground's soaking wet because the only thing that's going to get gipping in mud and dirt and that is your bivy bag all your other kit inside it can stay nice and dry um until you need to use it you know what i mean so and that's another thing as well you know don't unpack your sleep kit until you're going to go to sleep no point getting to a harbour area at lunchtime getting all your kit out setting it all up and then an hour later getting bumped and you think fucking i've got to pack all that way now leave it in your bag it's not going anywhere as long as you've got it nice and simple and you haven't got loads of stuff to set up you should be free items just grab them out sling them out on the floor under your basher and away you go Go leave it till last minute. Lastminute.com. I use a Snug Pack Special Forces um, bivy bag. Um, Just in case anyone's interested. Uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was better or worse than anything else because I haven't had anything else. Um, The only other thing I would say I have had that may be close to it was a Miltech. It was called a bivy bag, but it was almost like more of a one-person tent without any infrastructure. Um, so it's 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 a bag in terms of you get into it, but it was more like a, a proper surround than an actual bivy bag, if that makes sense. Well, um, so we could you put like a hooped uh, pole? Left you could put a hooped in it, but it didn't have a hoop. Um, and it to be to be fair is probably something I would add to that is a hoop. And also the other thing you could you could completely seal yourself into it, and it was stifling at night in terms of See, the that, temperature. I couldn't do that. And the condensation, um, I bet, must have been horrific. Well, no, actually, weirdly, condensation wasn't a problem because I think it had sort of Gore-Tex panels in it that would allow uh, sort of the moisture to get out. It was it was more just physically. I, I don't like... It was almost like sleeping with a duvet over your face. I can't um, do that. I need to be... So, free. yeah, I, I had gone to the effort of buying some bug netting that I was going to sort of stitch into the inside so that you could have like a, a zip little sort of bug net system in there so you, you you're, like you're fully enclosed bag. yeah the jungle bag the snug pack jungle sleeping bag not the blanket the jungle sleeping mm. bag that, that's got a zippable um mosquito net which comes over the mummy hood bit mm. which is quite good and that's actually very very light I, i've actually i actually slept with that zipped up at the seo event because obviously we're, we were near some standing water and obviously you had the old midgy mm. issue uh was quite rife for a little while and um, so that was a welcome bit of relief as well there 
um, which is always cool. But you can get the really lightweight. I think Highlander do a really, really good uh, mozzie net hood that you can just chuck on over the yeah. little drawstring. And that's very, very lightweight, and you can quite comfortably sleep that. And that just stops all the nasties getting on your face. Mm. The buggers. There you go. Yes. Bivy cool. bags. Must get a bivy bag. If you've not got one, yeah, I'd really recommend it. They are cracking bits of kit. Definitely they, don't have, they don't have to be ridiculously expensive. You can get a lot of this stuff relatively cheap. Um, just, I mean, you know, I'm just look around. Ones, I think about 30, 40 quid surplus for a decent one, yeah. decent one in decent nick. They're all very good. Um, so, yeah, feel free to have a look around. So, if you do want to order anything from Prepper Shop, obviously, please use code NOVO10. Uh, we don't get any money for that. Uh, it's purely just a discount code that we've set up uh, just to try and save you a bit of cash, basically. Yeah. Uh, there's some other discount codes on there as well for other websites and the like, so go and feel free to check those out. They're all under the Intel section on our website of nofirmthefoxtrot.co.uk. Um, whilst any more questions or comments might be coming in, uh, I'll just reiterate, obviously, we've got our competitions running at the moment. So there's the Build Your Own Plate Carrier competition, which I haven't actually seen any entries for yet. People keep telling me that they're on it. Um, but I haven't seen anything for that yet, which is fine. You've got loads of weeks uh, left to go and um, to get those done. But obviously, that's uh, please keep in the forefront of your mind. We have a Conus digital rifle scope, um, a patch, and a pair of the Edge. Uh, what are they called? Edge. Oh, I've forgotten the name of the glasses. They're the G15 Fast Links, uh, Edge Fast Links. Um, cool. Edge Tactical Fast Link glasses donated to us by country sports wholesale uh, they actually gave us six pairs of those for the raffle so we, we picked one of the pairs out of that and put it onto the um build your own plate carrier competition because we thought that it might just be a bit overkill for having giving away six pairs of glasses yeah for, for that's, that's a raffle. cool that's a cool little prize for a for a, for a little bit of effort you got put in for your, for a, for your yeah. plate carrier guys you know all, all in good fun so there's also the raffle as well. So please feel free to jump on the website. Full details are on there of how to enter. Um, it is a little bit long-winded, but I promise you the prizes are worth it. Um, last and the cause is worth it. More than more exactly. Than more the cause. Yes. Yeah, sorry. The cause is obviously the reason why we're doing it. Um, but to sort of try and entice you into donating a bit of money, um, if you could do so, that'd be great. Uh, over the last few weeks, we've had a couple of prizes. Range right. I've donated the Para uh, MK M. 249 sorry uh yeah. and full full metal aeg uh we've also had airsoft operators box have given us a 25 pound voucher I believe um, this it's is what happens yeah. when i start talking without actually having the information in front of me um but that yeah that 25 pound voucher i believe that entitles you to use it on the airsoft operators box website and that'll be also, mm -hmm. i think that also covers the patch club as well so if you're mad for your patches um uh, go and have a little visit over there or with a lucky winner can anyhow um, mm -hmm. and you can even get yourself a, a, an operator's uh, box monthly subscription box which I've had several of and they've been very very good and a welcome treat um, so yeah you, it, it entitles you to get involved with that or um, obviously you can look at the patch club as well and see what new um, new patches they've brought to the brought to the forefront recently which is there are always mm -hmm. some cool patches coming out from there which is always good uh, we've also got the surplus store combat 25 liter stealth pack we've got the empire airsoft tm high capper gold match fully upgraded and a whole heap of other things we've got loads of pairs of ipro we've got two tickets to defiance next event uh we've got the vortex crossfire red dot from country sports wholesale uh, we've got a pair of step ones brand new that we're buying uh, that we've donated we've got yep. a second hand vortex spitfire ar red dot 
Um, yes, there's basically loads of bits and pieces on there. So please, please, please go and have a look at that. And to be honest with you, it'll be really, really helpful. We never usually ask for this, but it'll be really, really helpful if you could sort of share some of the adverts and bits and pieces that we're posting about the competitions. Um, you know, obviously we're not making any money from this, but we want to try and raise as much money from the RBLI as we can. Um, exactly. That's the only reason we're asking you to share. So it's not giving us any, you know, benefit. Okay, people are having to go to our website to register, but that's so that we can do the raffle. Um, so that'd be cool. Um Right, last few comments. Uh, Andy's back off to sleep. Right, feel better, mate. <laughs> Can't believe he did his back in getting off a comfortable bed. Oh, there you go. There's no pleasing some people, mate. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says, I just go to the CQMS and get a free bivvy sleeping bags and ponchos. Oh, that's all right for some. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark Owen says Dan loves his softy jacket. Softy jacket, yeah, you can't go wrong with softy. I love my yeah. softy jacket. My softy jacket is my favourite. It's, it's, it's a bit threadbare now. I've got some sniper tape uh, um, holding holding certain holes shut on my uh, on my softy. But um, yeah, I'll never, part, I'll never part with it. It's a welcome. Starts becoming more sniper tape than softy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, on them frosty mornings when you just first get in, you just chuck that on, you think, oh, this is good. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. Ray says every week I'll say this, enter just to give the, to the British Legion. Exactly that. Exactly it, that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I really we appreciate it as well. Do, was it, is it 20 quid? I know, yeah, I like to say, times are hard with me, but, you know, it's 20, it's 20 quid. And I believe that if you do... Well, it doesn't quid, have to be. It, it can be as much as... So, basically, the, the minimum entry to get a raffle ticket is a £5 donation. So don't don't feel that you have to donate twenty pound. The reason that we've done uh, it up to twenty is just sort of encourage people to donate that amount. Um, if you do donate up to twenty, then that entitles you to five raffle tickets. Um, any more than that, you know, feel free to please donate as much money as you as you would like to, and that you can comfortably afford to do. Um, but we're we're sort of capping it to five five raffle tickets per person on the exactly. basis of we we don't want the raffle to be sort of pay to win. Um, but we're just trying to encourage people to donate. So that that's yeah. the fundamental thing. We for our hundredth episode, we want to raise money for the RBLI, um, and that's what we do. So nicely done. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Right. Uh, lastly, uh, there's two things I just wanted to cover quickly. So we're we're trying to do a little bit of a revamp of our website uh, and sort of advertising and merch and bits and pieces at the moment. So I know. Les, funnily enough, has literally just asked about T-shirts. We are looking to do some merch in the future, so T-shirts or something like that. We're trialling stuff at the moment because we want to make sure that what we're offering is good quality. Um, we think we've found a couple of places that we can do that, um, but it's how the logistics of all that work in terms of selling stuff and tax and all these weird and wonderful things that we're having to look at um, mm -hmm. and the logistics and postage because postage is a massive killer. Um, what we were kind of hoping that we could just ask if people were willing to do is if you've got any ideas for the website as to how you could think we could improve that, um, please get in touch. We want to hear, you know, if you've got an idea, if you think something would be cool that's on there, that's not on there, um, be it some information, be it something that we're doing at the moment that we're not doing really well, but you think we could do better or mm -hmm. something that, you know, we're just missing as a functionality. Um, let us know and we'll, we'll see if we can obviously try and do that. Um, we're looking to overhaul our Milsim events calendar because um, we're finding that's a bit clunky at the moment. So we want to try and improve that functionality. Yeah. Um, but if you've got any ideas for anything else, then please, please just get in touch. And obviously, yeah. Um, and then any um, any things that we've not covered in the episodes as well, guys. Anything that you think mm -hmm. that we could cover 
or a good talking point for a, for a, for a Wednesday. Um, by all means, you know, email us. Let us know what your thoughts are. I, th- I believe we've got a Q and A next week. Um, we do. And I think we we're going on the. Someone asked about it a while ago, um, and I think we're going to be covering that soon. Is will be like your belt kit setups, your webbing setups, and things like that. So we think we've got that in the pipeline. Uh, where someone said, you know, I, I'd like to know what you guys run and, and how you sort of run it and things like that. So that's things, you know, we've taken out on board and we're going to be doing a, an episode on like, you know, we might expand it a little bit as to what, what we run it because I know Mike can use as a plate carrier a lot more than a, than a, than a webbing set. And Andy's very new to using belt kits and stuff. So, um, you know, we'll, we might cover what we sort of carry as a personal, our personal kit on our, um, on our plate carriers or, or in our webbing sets and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's one to look out for. It'll be coming up soon. Yep. races about comms we, we're in talks at the moment about trying to organize a comms episode we've managed to get someone yes, are, that knows a lot about comms um but they're based in america so we're trying to work out the logistics of that that might be a non-live episode that we pre-record um just so that we could obviously try and keep them to being wednesdays for you guys um but because of the time difference it doesn't work out for the, the chap we want to get on so mm-hmm. um yeah so the other thing as well um just so anyone's aware, well, we don't make any money from the podcast. Um, but if anyone was to just conveniently go onto our website and click on some of the adverts on there, that gives us a little bit of income generation. <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> we're not, we're not after loads, but it would just be nice to make the website a little bit more self-sufficient. So if you have a spare five minutes and you just, you know, want to contribute, if you just go onto the website and just click one of the ads, just float around at it for five seconds and then turn it off, that'll be grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Like a double, double glazing advert pops up or something. Yeah, great. <laughs> Um, if you want to get in touch with us you can do so on our email at nofochat at hotmail.com or Instagram is at november underscore foxtrot underscore nofo and our website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk interestingly as well if anyone wants us to be on LinkedIn uh, we have a LinkedIn page I think that you can find us on and apparently we can stream this to LinkedIn but I don't feel that's a very uh, appropriate service or platform for us Um, so if you want us to be on LinkedIn let us know um, we can look into that so. Yeah, our reach is quite far now, so I think we're we're, we're good with where we're at. I don't think <laughs> it needs to come into it. <laughs> no, cool. Right, say goodbye, Lance. Goodbye, Lance. We'll see you all next week. And if anyone's at NAE, come say hello. Be cool to see. Oh you. yes, yes, NAE, big weekend. Ooh. Or or the boot fair. What's the boot fair? Uh, Driverwood. Uh, no, Driverwood. Yeah, it's Driverwood. Driverwood. Uh, down in Felbridge, Crawley, just off the M23 junction nine or ten i think it is um that'd be on monday there's a walk on and a boot sale Pop off with all the social media crap thank you rage <laughs> love you <laughs> and as fresh meat and kenny rebel have said stay nofo absolutely stay nofo yeah <laughs> we'll see you all next week cheers guys see ya. bye